What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. If you change what's at the end of your fork, you can change a lot of things about your health well-being and yourself i wish that more people knew that and then that is what my job is that is what i am put on this earth to do to tell people listen you don't have to do that anymore like you don't you can live life totally different you can tear up that script live your life totally different so that's what i wish more people knew you are listening to veggie doctor radio and this is episode number 272 welcome to veggie doctor radio i am your host dr yami board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Hey, veggie lovers, welcome to another episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. Today, I have for you Kelly Gilbury, who is a certified holistic nutritionist who has a specialty in plant-based medicine and is a health coach with a passion for helping others regain their health. He recently released a book called Plants Saved My Life, How Going Vegan Transformed My Health, and we had a really great conversation. What's interesting about Kelly is that he used to serve in the Navy and he was an instructor, a trainer in the Navy. And he's been able to take his experience in that career and translate it into his coaching. So he has a very different way of going about things, which is very refreshing, very practical, very actionable. I want to remind you that the information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment. So if you have concerns about you or your child's, anybody in your family member, in your family's eating, nutrition, or growth, please consult a health professional. So in this episode, we talk about the story of how Kelly 
was inspired to adopt a plant-based diet and what happened multiple times in his life back to back that really prompted him to make the change. We talked about what his diet and lifestyle was like before he made the change and what was most difficult for him to change. We talked about how it's influenced his family and friends. We also talk about what his clients struggle with the most and how he helps them with that struggle. We talk about his top 10 healthy eating and lifestyle philosophies. There's a lot of little nuggets of wisdom in there. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing that. Um, And then we end with his morning routine and how he practices time-restricted feeding and his regimen for that. So overall, this is a really great, actionable, practical episode that I think will inspire you and motivate you. If you're sitting on that fence wondering what to do next, I think this is a good one to listen to. Thank you so much, veggie lovers, for being here week after week. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for spreading the love and sharing this episode with your friends and family. For the new listeners, welcome. So glad to have you here. I hope that you explore some of the other episodes and share as well. So let us now welcome Kelly Gilberry, who is going to speak with us today. Kelly Gilberry, welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. Thanks for having me, Dr. Yami. It's good to be here. Great. It's such a pleasure to have you and to learn more about you. I've seen your work on Instagram, and I'm just excited to learn more about your journey. I got your book, and I read your book this week, so I think we're going to have a fun conversation. Let's start with your story of how you ended up transitioning into a plant-based diet and what prompted you to change your lifestyle. Well, uh, it kind of started pretty, pretty tragically. A few years ago, uh, I was in the worst shape of my life. I lost my mother instantly. Uh, she was here one day and gone the next day. She was here uh, like that, and then she passed away from a heart attack. So I got in a, So my bro- my older brother called me and said, "Hey, listen, uh, mom's in bad shape. You know, she went in for some stents, and then when she went in for the stents, uh, she ended up having a heart attack on the table and passed away on the table." So they re- they re- they revived her, had to bring her back to life, and then I got on the plane. And when I got on the plane, I saw her hooked up to all the life support machines, and um, then she ultimately passed away from a heart attack. So when I got back on the plane and flew back home, went to the doctor. The doctor told me, "Hey, listen, you're in the worst shape." Well, he didn't say that, but <laughs> I knew that I was in the worst shape of my life because I was my weight had got out of control. I was pre-diabetic, and And I had just got diagnosed with heart disease as well. Keep in mind, my mother had just passed away from a heart attack. So if she passed away from a heart attack and I get all these things at the same doctor's visit, uh, I decided to, actually, I didn't decide to make a change at that point. I was just kind of confused. I was confused as to why my mother passed away. So I started doing more and more research. And the more and more research I did, I kept getting pointed back uh, to the food. But before that, she came to me in a dream after she passed away and told me that I had the God-given ability to be able to help other people heal from their, uh, she said, you know, this is the reason that you were put on this planet. The reason that you were put on this planet is to deliver this message to people that let them know that, listen, hey, you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to, uh, your loved one does not have to pass away suddenly from a heart disease. Uh, So then when she passed away, uh, keep in mind, when she came to me in that dream, I'm in the worst shape of my life. Like, what do I know about healing people? I have no idea how to heal anyone. Uh, so then about a month later, after having that dream, my uncle came to live, uh, came to live with us. And he was given two months to live because of cancer, which was used to be in remission. Now it's back with a vengeance. It's no longer a remission. Now it's back with a vengeance. And then he ultimately passed away after five months. So when he passed away after five months, that dream 
it instantly made sense. So I literally went on a mission from uh, first becoming my own client. So I went from the absolute worst shape of my life to the absolute best shape of my life. That one's one. That was when that that's my that's what I go by. One determined vegan. So that's when one determined vegan was born because I realized that uh, what that dream meant. It meant that. It's time for me to go on a mission and it's time for me to first train, change the misfortunes of my own health and then teach this to literally everyone in the world. And that is what my mother told me in this dream. She said, you are the one. You are the one to be able to do this. And so that's what I, that's the mission I've been on ever since. My gosh, what an incredible story. It's like you got a wake up call three times in a row painful each time so much pain but through that pain you've been able to turn it into something productive and beautiful and joyful and hopeful for other people i want to get more into your journey of like how you transitioned into a plant-based diet but i'm really curious about the dream before you had this dream, do you feel like you were a particularly religious person? Did you believe in, in those kinds of things that people can come to you in dreams? And when you first had the dream, do you feel like it motivated you to make changes or was it something that had to evolve and did it take time? I don't know. You know, I'm a man of faith, but I don't know if I necessarily believed in the sense that, hey, listen, a dream comes to you and tell you that this is what you're supposed to do. I mean, I, I had no, you know, recollection that no, you know, recollection of that. But when she came to me in the dream, at at, at the time, I'm I was I was shook. I mean, I when I woke up, I woke up and I'm just I have no idea what this dream is. Again, like I'm saying to myself, like, what do I know about healing people? I'm my weight's out of control. I'm pre-diabetic and I have heart disease. <laughs> like, what do I know about healing people? So as the months went by, it literally the months went by, and I just I just could not shake this dream, no matter how hard I tried. I tried to shake it. I, I couldn't shake it. I tried to shake it. I started seeing like these numbers and sequences. I, I kept seeing like these same two numbers. I'm like, what do these numbers mean? So I looked up those numbers and those numbers were very powerful numbers. So um, I just did more. I just started doing research and research. This was during COVID. So we had a lot of time. <laughs> so we had a lot of time to be able to sit around and do nothing. So instead of sitting around and do nothing, my my will started churning in my head. That's So that's what I, that's. That's how I am. That's why I call myself one determined vegan, because once I get something in my head, it's just like I, you cannot stop me. I become unstoppable I, I, and I am going to get there no matter what. It doesn't matter what's it, what obstacles are in my way of going through it. It doesn't matter. So that is that is the philosophy that I, use. I love it. That's that's how I transform my health. I love it. What was your diet like before you transitioned to a plant based diet? And what was the most difficult part? for you to change. In your book, one theme that came up over and over again was double cheeseburgers. <laughs> so <laughs> I know for sure that one was a part of your past, but but what else? What was your what was your diet like? What was your lifestyle like before you made this big change? Yeah, the lifestyle was just like that. It was just I lived life like a grasshopper in the sense that I have no when it comes to health. When it comes to health, I had no direction. So it's anything that's in my way, anything that's in my path, I'm going to eat it, right? I'm going to eat it, whether it's, uh, so my routine, you mentioned double cheeseburgers. So double cheeseburgers, extra pickles, and small fries was what was what, what my jam was. So I, I'd have it three or four days a week. I'm stopping by the drive-thru and I'm just grabbing a double cheeseburger, extra, it's from McDonald's. I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing everything from McDonald's. That was like literally my favorite. Uh, and then sometimes there'd be days where I'd double up. I'd, I'd get off of work and then I'd, Maybe I'd have a double cheeseburger uh, with extra pickles and a small fry from McDonald's. And then 
for lunch and then for dinner on the way home, I may stop by Burger King and go grab another double cheeseburger, you know, extra pickles and small fries and wash it down with the drink. Right. So I would do, I wouldn't do that doubled up often, but I do that. And then on Fridays, I would have I'd go by the steakhouse. The steakhouse had this uh, pork not, or these pork uh, chops that were huge. Yeah, they're like this thick. So that I would get that every Friday and uh, loaded with mashed potatoes and and butter and cream and everything that you can imagine. But my one of my another one of my favorite things was grabbing the biggest thing of gummy worms that you can imagine. This is a sour gummy worms. And I just have a field day with that. There, there, there'd often be days where I'd have uh, a bag of gummy worms for dinner. Like this is my dinner. This is a great nutritious dinner, a bag full of gummy worms. And then after all of that, I'd wash it down with a Mountain Dew. So I had no, I'd live life, you know, passively when it comes to my health until something breaks. So something ended up breaking when I was diagnosed with prediabetes and heart disease and angina, right? I was diagnosed with angina. So when I was diagnosed with that, that's when, you know, I knew it had kind of spiraled out of control. So that's what my diet was like. My diet was like no rhyme, no reason, whatever's in my path. That's what I'm going to eat. Yeah. Well, and that's not unusual in our country, right? I mean, that's actually pretty typical. There's a lot of people that eat fast food multiple times a week and just eat what sounds good, even multiple times per day, because it's just so easy. And in your book, you talk about one of the reasons is because it was so cheap too. Like you were like, man, this is a great deal. Why wouldn't I eat this delicious, hyper palatable, you know, food when it's so inexpensive and so convenient. You don't even have to get out of your car. Actually, now you don't even have to leave your house. You could just use an app and it'll come to your door, which is even more convenient than before. Yeah, you're talking about marketing it's in chapter eight. You're talking about marketing is one hell of a thing. That's the name of the chapter. Yeah, so in that chapter, I just talk about literally everything that's marketing, 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 marketing. You see all the different commercials and all of the ads. Guess what? It sounds delicious. So your taste buds and your dopamine receptors go, I love that type of stuff. And then your taste buds, like, I love it. But the inside of your body hates it. But uh, my taste buds loved it so much. That I did, again, I, it, it was no consequences to what I was doing. So I was keep doing it and doing it and doing it until something broke. And when something broke, then guess what? Now I'm trying to leave it up to the doctors to be able to uh, rescue me from, you know, all the years of abuse that I gave to my body. So all the years of abuse was now it's time to actually, you need to go in there and make some serious changes if you want to be able to uh, transform your health. I think that, that you asked earlier, what was the toughest part of it? It wasn't tough for me. It wasn't tough in the sense that I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that my mother had just passed away from heart disease. I knew that my uncle had just passed away from cancer. I knew that my health had spiraled out of control. So it was easy for me to say, again, once I get something in my head, it's say, and once I get to the point, it was in December of 2020, December of 2020 is when I, I made the decision to say, you know what, enough's enough. And on January 1st, I decided to go on a whole foods, plant-based, a vegan lifestyle and journey. And then that was the journey that I made ever since. So there's like, you know, life will get into way you go out, we'll hang out with friends, family and all that different stuff. That stuff doesn't bother me anymore because I'm so determined and some, so focused on, on the goal and the dream that my mother instilled in me that it doesn't matter anymore. So that, that, it, that was, it was more easy, it's easy for me because I'm determined. I'm, it's not, it wasn't difficult at all. I love that theme. You're, you're very confident that you're determined, which is very important. But what, 
what sparked the curiosity? What sparked the interest in a plant-based diet specifically? Why didn't you do keto or, you know, something different? Because the more and more research I did, the more and more I kept getting pointed back to the food. It's the food. It's the food. It's okay. the food. Have you ever heard uh, Dr. Clapper, Michael Clapper? That's what he says a lot. He says, it's the food. It's the food. Mm -hmm. It's the food. But okay, yeah, what is it about the food? So again, when my mother passed away, I I literally got super angry and I, I rage, just rage just took over me. And I wanted to know where sickness and disease came from. I wanted to know why do people die? Like, these are the things that I'm literally putting into the Google search. Like, why is it that people die? So the more and more research I did, the more and more I kept going and pointing back to the food. But yeah, what is it about the food? Oh, yeah, it's the wrong fuel source. How is it the wrong fuel source? I call it... Uh, Diesel fuel. Diesel fuel makes up 90, over 90% of the standard American diet. So we're talking about the standard American diet, which was cakes, cookies, you know, animal products, ultra processed foods, and uh, animal products. So keto, I looked at, I looked into keto. I did keto before, you know, a couple of times before, and it just not, it, did, it just did not agree with me. So I started studying all the other different types of diets, but the more and more I kept getting pointed back to, I don't care what type of diet that you're on. I don't care what type of lifestyle that you're on. Guess what? It always starts and ends with the plants. Plants should be the majority of your uh, diet, your lifestyle. It should be all plants. It should be all plants, but <laughs> mostly plants, right? If you do plants most of the time, then you'll be on the road to success. So that is how I discovered a uh, plant-based lifestyle because the more and more research I kept doing, the more and more I kept getting pointed back to the food. And then I went to school to become a certified in holistic nutrition and on the plant-based side. So then I started getting into more deeper, finding out, reading all these books and finding out where sickness and disease actually comes from. It comes from the fuel source that you put into your body most of the time. That's where, that's where sickness and disease comes from. Too much diesel fuel is what I call it. So then you made the transition, you started eating plants, you, you went from cheeseburgers and ribs and pork chops to, to a plant-based diet. So how has that influenced people around you, your family and your friends? Family, not so much, you know, because family, family is, uh, you know, a little bit with the family, but like, family is going to do what they do, right? But mainly with friends, friends see me and they, you know, see me like, wow, man, you lost a ton of weight or wow. You, you know, wow, you reversed heart disease. Wow, you're no longer pre-diabetic. Wow, you're, you're at your high school, you know, where you were when you were in your high school. I tell people, hey, I'm back in my high school again. So it's uh, when people see that and it, it influences them to say, okay, I want to do that. I want to be able to uh, transform my own health because my health is spiraled out of control. Hey, man, can you help me transform my own health? All right, so that's when it comes with friends People haven't seen me in a while, but people who see me on an everyday basis and they can see the change in my mentality. They can see the change in my philosophy. They can see the same. They see the changes in the way I conduct myself when it comes to they can see that I've changed my relationship towards food. And they see that I'm not going to own a waiver when it comes to that. So they uh, a lot of them will get on board with it. Yeah, you're inspiring and you're empowering them. And then you made another transition in that you started coaching. But this is not the first time in your life that you've been in a position that you're a teacher, you're an instructor, you're a coach. So tell me about your background in the Navy and how you've used that skill to or the skills that you've developed in that job to help other people with their diet and their lifestyle. 
So in the Navy, so I was in the Navy for over a decade. Uh, I was on three different ships. So we did, did four world tours. I'd probably seen the entire world by the time I was 27. And then uh, my last three years at the, in the Navy were spent as an instructor at the Naval Academy. So when I went to instructor school, they said, you know, we got a bunch of instructors, bunch of trainers, bunch of everybody, you know, we, we're teaching them. But they pointed me out in, in the class and said, dude, you are the one, <laughs> right? You are the, you, your talent when it comes to being able, even though we, you know, we're still training, like there's something special about you when it comes to uh, delivering messages and de delivering training and delivering uh, instructional value to people. So I did that in my, in my Naval career. My last three years were spent as an instructor at the Naval Academy where I became a certified and certified master training specialist, meaning that I know how to take messages and deliver them in such ways that if you take a bunch of complex information and take it and then you single it down or you bring it down and make it in a digestible form so people are, are, are able to, people are able to do it because if you make something so complex seem something so simple. So that is what I learned in the Navy. I learned how to deliver messages in such a way that there's no room for misinterpretation. Like I had no idea, like you probably read my book and you probably got some of that out of the, out of the chapters in there that when I deliver a message, it, it's straight to the point, it's cutting through the red tape. And that's kind of how my style is. My style is when I teach my clients, I teach my clients to be like ants. So we'll probably get into that a little bit later, but I teach my clients to have the philosophy to think like an ant. You're like, well, why do you want to think like an ant? You very much trust me. You want to think like an ant because ant are important in, in, in two different ways. First and foremost, they do not, first and foremost, they always know what they want to do. They always know where they're going and they always know how to get there. And the second thing is they're not going to stop until they get there. They're not going to, they're going to, either two things are going to happen. Either they're going to accomplish their goal or they're going to die. That's it. They're going to accomplish their goal and they're going to die. So that, or, or they're going to die. That, that is, that is the only two choices that an ant has when it comes to it. it has no ruler. It has no one to govern them. They don't have around, they don't have a daily meetings at eight o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, Mr. Ant, you go over here, you go over there, you go over here, you do this, you do this job. No, they instinct instinctively already know what to do because that is the way that is in their nature. Their nature has told them like, Hey, no matter what's in your way, if you put a pebble in front of me, guess what? You go around the pebble, you go to the right. If you can't go to the right, you go to the left. If you can't go to the left, guess what? You got to go over the top of it, over the top of the pebble if you can, to reach your goal. If you cannot go over the top of the pebble, you're going to try to move the pebble out of the way, try to lift it up and push it out of the way. If you cannot push the pebble out of the way, you hire some other ants like, hey, Mr. Ant, come over here and help me move this pebble. But even if they can't get through the pebble, they can't move the pebble physically, they'll try to literally dig their way through the pebble. And once they, either they're going to dig their way through the pebble to get to their goal, to get to their dream, or they're going to die. That is the only two options that an ant has. And now for a very important message. Hey mama, if you are feeling frustrated about mealtime battles, worried that your child isn't eating enough or eating enough vegetables, afraid that your child is going to get some awful deficiency or disease because of the lack of diversity in their diet, I wrote a book that might be for you. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. 
Did you know that most children are born with the innate ability to eat the appropriate amount of food to satisfy their hunger and support appropriate growth? Despite this, parents are still anxious and confused about how much and what to feed their children. In addition, many children are labeled as picky eaters or develop behaviors such as hiding and sneaking food. There's also a growing epidemic of dieting behaviors and eating disorders beginning at alarmingly young ages. In my book, you'll learn the five pillars of healthy eating, how to apply intuitive eating through all the stages of development, lifestyle habits that support healthy eating and body image, troubleshooting and problem solving for picky eaters, overeating and dieting behaviors, how to create and foster a healthy body image in your children, how exploring your own body image and relationship with food will help raise an intuitive eater, and what foods to offer your child at different stages of development. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy, available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Are you ready for a fresh approach to feeding your child? For more information, visit dryami.com forward slash book. And now back to the episode. This is what I teach my plants. Or the other option is, I mean, or the other reason that ants are important is because they always plan for the future. They always plan for the wintertime. In the summertime, they're gathering up everything that they need to gather in the summertime or, or in the springtime, whichever time of the year it is, to be able to have harvest in the winter, right? If they... Uh, they always plan ahead. So they're always planning ahead, ahead for their future. They don't live life passively in the sense that I'm just going to live my life passively, especially when it comes to health. I'm going to live my life passively and I'm not going to have a goal. I'm not going to have a dream, like, kind of like how I was doing before. I, I live my life when it, come, when it comes to my health passively. So do not live your life passively and wait for the doctors to bail you out because that the key is you want to become your own doctor. So that's what ants do. Ants, literally, they will stop at nothing to get to their goal because, again, that's why I call myself one determined vegan because I, I literally think like an ant. So that is how I teach my clients to be able to. But if you have a goal, if you have a dream, do not let anything stop you. I don't care what it is, right, until you reach your goal. So that is, that's kind of the philosophy. That is how my Navy uh, philosophy, that is how my Navy training trans transitions into my coaching for today and it's very successful it's very it's very beneficial because i take things and i make it so simple for people that they want to do it i love that i love that analogy of the ant basically what you're trying to say is have clarity focus and determination know what you're going after focus on going after that day after day and don't stop until you get it no matter what obstacles are in your way because we know for sure the obstacles are going to come right otherwise we wouldn't all be here struggling so that being said, what do your clients struggle with the most? And what are some of the tips that you give them to help with this particular struggle? Yeah, my clients struggle with the most. They struggle when it comes to self-discipline. Self-discipline, waking up every day and doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's going to be boring. It's going to be uh, not what everybody else is doing. The crowd, what the crowd is doing. The crowd is the crowd is eating pork chops, pizza. The, the, the crowd is doing a lot of different things. But uh, what is it that you have to do? You have to do. So this is what I teach my clients. I teach my clients to, in the beginning, we'll always go back to the beginning. So they'll write, I have them write down at least five reasons as to why they deserve better help. 
then uh, write down why you'll never give up, right? So write down five reasons that we do this in the beginning before we even uh, start with my program, five reasons as to why you deserve better health, and then write down why you'll never give up. Write down what's going to make you unstoppable. So your mind is going to tell you that you can't do it, but you have to retrain your mind to be able to uh, go into the law of subconscious activity. You have to rewrite the code. It's called the law of subconscious activity. What I'll have my clients do, again, I'll write down, have them write down five things that they deserve uh, to have better health. And then also I'll have them write down whatever on a cue card, whatever their goal weight is. So like their goal rate is, you know, whatever their goal weight is or whatever your, it, it doesn't even have to be weight. It could be um, whatever your goal is. Hey, I want to reverse uh, angina. I want to reverse pre-diabetes or I want to reverse uh, the, my autoimmune condition or whatever it is. You write that down on the piece of paper. And then on the back, I have them write down, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you, right? So you have to reprogram your subconscious mind. Once you reprogram your subconscious mind, your body, even though things are boring, I hate doing this, I, want, I don't want to get up and work out, I don't want to, you know, get up and prep this food every single day, or, uh, but once you reprogram your subconscious mind, your body will start falling your, into line with whatever your mind is telling it to do. So you literally have to re, rewrite the code. So that is, kind of one of the tips that I teach them is how to rewrite the code. Once you rewrite the code, then your body's just going to fall in line. That is so, so important. It's fundamental because if we don't believe that something is possible, if we don't believe that we deserve something, that we can acquire something, that we can accomplish something, then it's definitely not going to happen. So I think it's brilliant that you help your clients start to change those belief processes because so many of us from the time that we were little were told it's impossible you can't do it or things like everybody in your family has diabetes you're going to get diabetes once you have diabetes you'll always have diabetes you know these self-limiting beliefs that become these gigantic obstacles in our life to acquire the health and well-being that we want, you know? So yeah, that's super important. I love those cue cards. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's like the werewolf curse. You probably didn't know you read the book like you know about the werewolf curse where I talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to talk about that briefly? Yeah, the werewolf curse is just like you were just saying about diabetes runs in my family, heart disease runs in my family, autoimmune diseases run in my family, strokes run in my family. Yeah, of course, yeah, it runs in your family. It, mental disease runs in my family. Yes, it does run into your family. But here's the thing. It's just like triggering the werewolf, triggering the werewolf curse. Uh, uh, my mother, she used to watch all of these tons of werewolves and, and vampire movies, cartoons, all kinds of stuff growing up. But on the werewolf curse, the werewolf, uh, to become a werewolf, it's very extreme to become a werewolf. You can be born with a werewolf gene. Like I, if you're born, you're born with a gene. Just like just like people with, pre -di with diabetes and if that all stuff runs into your family. Yeah, you're born with that gene, but it's up to you to trigger the curse, right? Trigger the curse of now you have full-blown diabetes. Now you have full-blown heart disease. Now you have full-blown autoimmune disease, right? It's totally up to you whether you want to become a werewolf or not. You can be born with the gene, but how you become a werewolf is if you take some in the movies, if how you become a werewolf is you take someone's life. So that is a very extreme thing to become. It's a very extreme thing to do is to take someone's life. So uh, becoming a, and then 
And when you do that, that's when you become a werewolf. Now you're running around howling at the moon, chasing your prey, and you transform into this big, crazy, ugly beast. And it's the same thing when it comes to diseases. Diseases, yes, it can be running through your family. Yes, you can have that gene. But if you do something extreme, which is eating diesel fuel, 90% of the time, diesel fuel, again, 60% processed food, 30% animal products, uh, over 90% of the standard American diet, if you consistently eat the standard American diet each and every day, guess what? You're going to trigger that werewolf curse. So you're going to trigger that disease just like, um, just like the werewolf. So you don't want to become a werewolf. It's a very extreme thing to become. If you simply flip, flip, that, flip that and do the opposite of what your family did, then guess what? Nine times out of 10, you don't have to worry about triggering that curse because you did you completely changed your gene expression. It's called epigenetics. You completely changed your gene expression. So everything that you eat, everything that you drink, and everything that's in your environment will contribute to a disease. Yeah, that is so true and so important to know that, that we are not destined to have all the same types of conditions that everybody else in our family is just because we have the same genetics that we can make choices that will alter our our destiny, alter the expression of our genes. And so that's important for people to know. And that gives them that empowerment that they can make different choices for themselves. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Well, I think this is a great time to talk about your top 10 healthy eating and lifestyle philosophies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number one, ask yourself, do I really need this illness? If I don't, change it. Folks will give you a thousand excuses as to why they may fail, but never a good reason. Right, exactly. So uh, why do I have this disease? These are the questions I had to ask myself. Why do I need this condition? Do I need to uh, be you know, extremely overweight? Do I need to have prediabetes? Do I, is it necessary for me to have uh, heart disease? Is it necessary for me to have you know, whatever type of disease that you have? Is it necessary? And if the answer is no, then it's time to change it. And uh, again, just like you said, folks will give you uh, a thousand excuses, but they'll never give you a reason. And so that's the thing I had to ask myself. Am I giving myself, is the, or is the reason that my health has spiraled out of control? Are those, is that a real reason or are those excuses? So I asked myself, yes, those are excuses. I, I, it's, it's no reason for me to have to go to the drive through every three, four days a week, and sometimes doubling up. Is it necessary for me to have prediabetes? Is it necessary for me to have heart disease? If the, condition, if the answer is no, then it's time to change it. And then the next one is reach down inside of yourself and ask, is this a reason or, at, or an excuse? Your subconscious will always know. Yeah, your subconscious will always know, right? You can lie to me, you can lie, you can lie to a whole bunch of other people, but one thing you cannot lie to is yourself. No matter how many times you, you can look in the mirror and say, hey, listen, is this a reason? Just like I said earlier, is this a reason or an excuse? You can lie to me. You can lie to everybody on this planet. But the one thing that you cannot lie to is yourself. Your subconscious, your own subconscious will know that if you're telling the truth or not, if these are reasons or if these are excuses. All right. So that's that's another thing you have to do. You have to reach down inside of yourself 
to be able to blossom. So once you reach down the side of yourself and you face, basically you have to face yourself. You face yourself and you say, yes, these are where excuses are. This, no, this was an actual real reason. Then you can move forward from there. But until you get to that point, there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. And I think that's important because a lot of people don't trust themselves when it comes to their intuition or, you know, the the information that they're getting from inside their bodies. They don't trust that. Instead, they want to look for external measures. So I think this is a good reminder for people to look deep down inside and see, okay, what's the real truth about this situation? Not what I hope to be true or what I want to be true, but what's the real truth? That's what's really the real it. truth. That's it. Your subconscious world is in. Okay, number three, ask yourself, are you a grasshopper or an ant? We talked about the ant earlier. Now, so we talked about the ant. The ant is the most focused, most determined uh, living species on this planet. The grasshopper, on the other hand, the grasshopper, what the grasshopper does in the summertime is when the ant's working, he laughs at the ant and says, why are you working the entire summer? Like, it's the summertime. You're supposed to be out jumping around in the high grass, having a good time and just enjoying life. That is what you're supposed to do. So that is the philosophy of a grasshopper. They have no rhyme, no reason, no uh, no goals, no anything like that. They're just living life as freely as possible, right? So that's how I was living my life before I, uh, before the tragic passing of my mother, right? I was living life as a grasshopper in the sense that I can, I'm gonna eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and I'm going to continue to do that until something breaks, right? When something breaks, then I have to go to the doctor to be able to ask the doctor, hey, Mr. Doctor or Mrs. Doctor, can you bail me out from the situation that I am? You can just give me a bunch of medication, give me a bunch of medication, and then I can still continue to life, continue to be live life as a grasshopper, even though I have all, all this medication. There's my bailout plan, right? But the bailout plan doesn't always work, right? You have to be the one to change your focus and then live life like an ant. Forget about the grasshopper because the grasshopper. Guess what happens in the in the in the wintertime in the grasshopper? The grasshopper dies in the wintertime because A, he probably froze to death and B, he ran out of food, right? He ran out of food while the ant, guess what the ant does? The ant has plenty to eat, right? <laughs> and he's getting ready for the, he's getting ready for the sun to come back or getting ready for the spring to come around while the grasshopper is gone because he failed to plan. He lived life as a grasshopper, just lived life freely. So don't do that with your health. Yeah, the ants, they are honoring their future selves. They're not just taking care of themselves in the present and choosing what's healthiest for them in the present, but they're also thinking about their future selves and the things that they can do to set themselves up for a joyful future where the grasshopper is just focusing on the present day pleasure, maximizing pleasure right now and disregarding that future self and what might happen, what they might want in the future. Okay, so number four, see the vision even though it's not physically there because 99% of the journey you will not see. That's an interesting one. Tell us more about that one. 99% of the journey is invisible. The analogy I like to give was when I was in the Navy. So when I was in the Navy, say like we were going from Spain to back to Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia was the, the home port. Guess what's in front of us? Guess what's in front of us? We can't see Norfolk. We can't see it all. It's invisible. But we know that it's there. It's invisible. 99% of the journey is there. Guess what? We Guess what? The Atlantic Ocean is a big ocean. So when you cross that ocean, I don't know if you've ever been out in the ocean before. And if you've seen as much water as I have, I've seen a lot of water in my days. So you can look from every corner, no matter how far you're looking around, it's nothing but ocean. Nothing but ocean. <laughs> right? Trust me on that one. 
Uh, so we can't see it, but we knew Norfolk, Virginia was there simply because we planned it out. We planned it out and I was in navigation. So we planned it out. The captain can go up to the captain's bridge right now and the captain say, hey, Mr. Captain, where are we going uh, for our next visit? Where are we going for our next port? Where are we going? The captain knows. If the captain does not know where we're going for the next port, then it's time to throw that captain away and get a new captain, right? So you should always know where you're <laughs> going, no matter what. So you map it out, just like in life, just like in your health a plan. You map it out. 99% of it, you're not going to see. You know that it's there. You know that your health, a healthy, better version of yourself is there. You know that it's there. You can't see it, but you just have to map out the plan and to be able to follow it just like that. So you're going to run into rough seas. Again, just like I was in the ocean. You're going to run into rough seas. You're going to run into, I mean, the seas get so rough that you can't even, you know, sleep because the seas are so rough. You can't even walk straight. Right. You can't even go to the bathroom without having to hold yourself up be like, because of the seas are so rough. You're going to run into some rough seas. You're going to run into some rough times when it comes to uh, your life, when it comes to your health journey. You're going to run into some rough times. But guess what? We still pulled into Norfolk, Virginia, even though we couldn't see it. We still pulled into there like, you know, three, four, five, a week, two weeks later, we pulled into there. We ran into some rough times. But guess what? We still made it to our destination. And it's the same thing when it comes to your health. You can't see it. But and, and the same thing in life. You can't see it when it comes to goal setting. You can't see it, but you know that it's there if you map it out correctly. So that's what that 99% is all about. I love you sharing your experience being at sea and being on that ship and experiencing the rough waters. But I think what's really important to point out there too is that you knew that the rough waters isn't going to last forever. You're like, man, this sucks. I can't sleep. I can't even get to the bathroom without nearly falling over. But I know it doesn't last forever, which I think is really important when it comes to our health journeys, when we're when we're trying to establish those new habits and behaviors. And sometimes it really sucks. And our brain wants to say, this is how you're going to feel for the rest of your life. You should just quit because it's really hard because it's going to feel like this for the rest of your life. But you have to tell yourself, no. It's just a rough patch. I'll get through it. And I'm going to see calmer seas, blue skies, sun shining eventually. And yeah, then you might go through a little more rough patches here and there, but it doesn't last forever. I think that's a really important point to share with people because I know that that happens to me even when I'm feeling down or something bad's happening in my my primitive brain wants to say, this is going to last forever. Run away. It's unsafe. It's not good for you. But we have to use that higher brain that we have to be rational and say, you know, it's not going to last forever because no emotion, no feeling lasts forever. So it's going to be different in an hour, in a day, in a week. It's going to be different. Precisely. You have to retrain your subconscious mind. It's called the law of subconscious activity. Yeah. Once you reprogram your subconscious activity, nothing's going to stop you. You're unstoppable. At that point, you're, you're exactly right, Dr. Yami. I love it. Okay, I think you've already talked about this, but maybe briefly explain number five, which is understand the difference between diesel and unleaded fuel. So you talked about diesel, which is the ultra processed food, basically the standard American diet. So what is the unleaded fuel? Unleaded fuel is the total opposite, right? It's fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains, the natural diets for human beings, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, uh, whole grains, right? So what a lot of times on my clients, a lot of them, they don't want to be hundred percent, you know, plant-based. They don't want to be hundred percent vegan. So what I do is I tell them, Hey, listen, if you go 90% fruits and vegetables, 
and nuts, seeds, whole grains, and then 10% of whatever else that you want, processed foods, animal product. Again, I'm not an advocate for that, but if you want to do that, you'll still reap the benefits of being on a whole foods plant-based diet because in 21 meals, if you take 21 meals, three meals a day times seven days, that's 21 meals. That is 19 meals of the unleaded fuel, which is fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains. And then the 10% would be whatever else you want. If you want to have animal products, if you want to have uh, processed food, that's okay. Uh, that's all part of, it's what you do most of the time. All right. So that is, so in my definition, that's what unleaded fuel is. You pull up to the gas station and you put unleaded into your car, your car is going to run like a champ. If you pull up to the gas station and you put diesel fuel into an unleaded burning engine, then guess what? Your car is not going to run like a, your car is not going to run very well at all. It's going to be, I gave a story about that scenario in my, in my book where a old, old coworker of mine, his daughter filled up on, filled the car up on diesel fuel and the car broke down. So because she, simply because she put the wrong fuel source into an unleaded burning engine. So that's the difference between diesel fuel and unleaded, and unleaded fuel. So you have to know the difference between the two to be able to navigate through life. Yeah, focusing on those whole plant foods. And I know you didn't do this on purpose, but I want to make sure that everybody knows that beans are included in that list oh, as yeah, well, beans. because I'm oh, very yeah. partial Linda, to yeah. beans. I'm a bean pusher. Yeah. So yeah. don't forget the beans. Yeah, don't forget the beans. Yeah, yeah. fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds, right. whole grains, and legumes. There you go. Forgot about that one. There we go. There we go. Okay. And then you kind of already covered the next one, which is a 90-10 rule. Eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, but as consistent as you can be in eating more of these whole plant foods, the better it's going to be. So let's skip to number seven, the three P's, plants, prep, plate. What does that mean? So plant prep, that's, so those are the three P's. Those are the three P's that I, that I will give to my, when someone wants to start out, like, hey, how do I start out? How do I start out on a whole food plant-based diet? Or how do I start out eating, incorporating more healthy foods into my life, right? So it's the three P's. So you want to start with the plants. You go into the grocery store and you're like, hey, where the first thing I want you to ask is where are the plants? Say, like, hey, where are the plants? <laughs> okay, they're over here to the left. Okay, they're over here to the right. Where are the plants? You should, you should get the majority of those should be plants. Plants, even when you go out to the drive-thru, when you go to... When you go out to dinner, when you go to wherever you go, you always want to ask the question, where are the plants? <laughs> where are they? If they're not there, then you should then you should strongly consider having a lot more plants. Into, again, it doesn't matter which diet that you're on. It doesn't matter which lifestyle that you're on. You want to make plants, as a human being, you want to make plants the majority of whatever it is that you're putting into your body. Plants, plants, plants. So they've talked about fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains, and legumes, right? <laughs> You want to put those plants into your body. So, and then the second P is for prep. So now that you have the plants, now you have to take them home and now you have to prep them. You prep them for the week. You chop them up, you cut them, you slice them, you dice them, you do all that different stuff to them. And then you store them in the fridge, get them nice and ready, you know, meal prep for the week. So you have to be able to prep those. So it's the plants and then you prep the plants. And then also, then the last P is for plate. Hey, are you kind of curious about microgreens and including microgreens in your diet, but you're not sure where to start and you're not sure how to do it? I love my Hamama microgreen 
grower. It's so easy, it's so convenient. So this is how it works. Basically, they send you the kit and it has this little seed quilt, okay? And then you soak the seed quilt in the water and in a few days, you see your tiny little baby sprouts growing and a few days after that, you can start eating them and it's so fun. And you can tell them that you're eating them and they're really happy that you're eating them and your body's really happy that you're eating them. But here's the best part because I've told y'all before, I'm lazy. So I don't want to have to use any mental energy that I don't need to and they send you seed quilts every month so you don't run out you can change what seed quilts you want to try so here's some examples of some of the seed quilts they have hearty broccoli refreshing cabbage energizing kale spicy daikon radish super salad mix you can even get wheatgrass you can get culinary cilantro or even hot wasabi mustard so there's lots to choose from they have different flavors they're so cute and they're health promoting so you can get a good dose of antioxidants and it's really beautiful i also use them for garnish when i'm making soups and salads and different bowls you can impress your guests but like i said it's going to be low energy cost on your part and it's actually not that expensive either the other thing that i use from hamama is a green onion growing kit which is really cool because it can decrease your food waste so you buy the green onions and then the little part that has the root the white part at the bottom you stick it in these little holes and then you just put the water in there and it grows and then you can keep eating the same green onions you just go with your little scissors and you chop it off and you put it into your food so if you want to give it a try you've been curious about microgreens and different ways that you can grow your own food, check out Hamama. You can find it in my show notes for a link to get 15% off, or you can go to dryami.com forward slash shop so that you can find the link and get 15% off your first order. Happy growing. Do you love Veggie Doctor Radio, but you're sick of listening to ads? Join the Plantscription. The Plantscription is a monthly membership where you have access to ad-free episodes of Veggie Doctor Radio every week. But that's not all. You also have access to a monthly live Q&A with me and a monthly live book club. You also get access to writings and musings and free giveaways. It is such a great deal. Right now, it's only $5 a month to join the Planscription. If you want to join, go to planscription.substack.com or go to the show notes to follow the link. Join the Planscription today and join me in this plantastic community. So put them on your plate. <laughs> so put the plants on your plate. I want 50% of your plant, 50% of your plate to be all plants, specifically non-starchy plants. Right, 50% of that to be a non-starchy vegetable. So those are the three P's. So it's plants. You always ask, where are the plants? Number two is prep the plants. And then number three, put the plants on your plate. So those are the three P's. Very practical, very important. And then add at least three colors of food. Right. So when they, The plants, when you go in and those plants, they have all types of phytonutrients in them, uh, phyto uh, for disease prevention. All, all the plants have some the colors mean something so the red means something the green means something the yellow means something all these different colors of plants if you combine at least i want you starting off at least three colors so you can get a purple cabbage uh you know orange carrot you know red uh green kale all different types of stuff all 
uh, bell peppers, all different types of colors, right? So you want to have at least three different colors that ultimately I want to get you, I want you to eat the rainbow, but that is where you start out. So that's how I tell my clients. That's how I tell people like, hey, can you give me some pointers into starting out like that? So it's the three peas and then followed by three different colors of the rainbow. I love that. I don't know exactly how I feel about number nine, but I think it's a great challenge. I, I feel like I'm going to be challenging all my patients and their parents, which is make a plan to outlive your doctor. So that means that they're definitely going to have long li lives because I'm planning to live to 100. Yeah. So we'll see how my plan goes. Yeah, precisely. I tell my clients, make a plan to live to 100, right? Um, make a plan to outlive your doctor because I heard Dr. Uh, what's his name with the uh, cardiologist on here? Uh, Dr. Kim Williams, right? He always says that, hey, the number one cause of death for cardiologists is, guess what? It's heart disease. The number one cause of death for pretty much all doctors is also heart disease. Heart disease is the number one killer uh, worldwide, but specifically for doctors as well. So if you wrap your mind around that a doctor is the number one cause of death for cardiologists is heart disease, that's, that's crazy. So now you have to make a plan. It's like, okay, doctors, they're not, they're not excluded for, from it. They're not excluded from, you know, all the stuff of the standard American diet. They can, they can catch it too, right? So therefore, I want you to make a plan to be able to outlive your doctor. And I want you to make a plan, just like you said, to live to 100 years old. So what is the thing that you have to do to be able to line yourself up to be able to live to 100 years old? Then that also goes back to question number one. You have to ask yourself. Is it necessary for me to have this disease? Is it necessary for me to have, you know, uh, pre-diabetes and angina and all? Is it necessary for you to have all that stuff? If the answer is no, then you need to make a plan to be able to move forward and live to 100. And then this is part of the plan. Make a plan to outlive your doctor. <laughs> I love that. No, that's great advice because that also goes back to the honoring your future self and making sure that you're always thinking that long game as well, not just living for today, but thinking that long game. What can you do to set yourself up for longevity? Because that longevity, it brings so much joy and contribution and time that you can really have with your family and serving out your purpose. So I love that. Okay. And the last one is you don't always have to live the same life. You can tear up that script and live totally different. I love this. What What do you have to say about this one? 100%. 100%. You don't always have to live the same life. Just like I did before. I tore up my script and I told, lived a totally different life, right? So you can't, change your, you can't change your destination overnight. But one thing that you can do is you can change your direction overnight, right? You can change your direction overnight in the sense that five years from now, five years from now is surely going to come. Five years from now, if you look in the year 2028, it's going to be here, right? But you, what, what can you do in the meantime to be able to uh, change your direction and, and, and in the sense that to get to a different destination, right? You don't have to land, you don't have to end up in the same destination. Either you can, you can land in an undesigned destination or a well-designed destination. And trust me, you do not want to live, you do not want to arrive in an undesigned destination just like we go back to the ants and the grasshoppers the ants are they plan their life out they have a very well-designed destination right the grasshopper on the other hand he does not have a well-designed destination so if you're living life as a grasshopper before you can literally tear up that script and live your life totally different you can literally change your direction overnight you can't change your destination overnight but you can change your direction 
overnight. So that's that's what I mean by that. Tear up that script. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I love that so much. That goes back to that clarity. That goes back to believing that you can have some of these things that you think are impossible. You can have health and well-being. You can feel good now. And you can start taking those steps to get there and to stay there for longer and even inspire other people around you. All right, Kelly, what do you wish more people knew? I wish more people knew that goes always go back to health again. It always goes back to I wish that people knew that they don't have to suffer in silence. I wish that people knew that they don't have to have prediabetes. I wish that people knew that they don't have to have heart disease. I wish that people knew that they don't have to lose their loved ones, you know, 30 years. You don't have to pass away at 44 years old, right, or 45 years old. You can live to, just like we said, you can live to 100, right? You can make a plan and you can live to 100. And you can simply do that by changing a lot of it. You can change a lot of it by what's at the end of your fork. If you change what's at the end of your fork, you can change a lot of things about your health, well-being, and yourself. I wish that more people knew that. And then that is what my job is. That is what I am put on this earth to do, to tell people, listen, you don't have to do that anymore. Like You, don't, you can live life totally different. You can tear up that script and live your life totally different. So that's what I wish more people knew. I love that. That's so empowering, so powerful. Okay, I'd love to know, do you have a morning routine? And I'm going to tack onto that if you're currently practicing time-restricted feeding or intermittent fasting regularly. I'd love to know about that regimen if you have it as well. Yeah, I do have a morning routine. I wake up at 4.30 every morning and I, I do a meditation at 4.30 in the morning. But this is, the, and I meditate on uh, four different questions that I ask my, I'm big on asking my question, asking myself questions. First, I ask my questions, who am I? Second, my second one I ask is, what is my purpose? Third is, what do I want? And then the fourth question, it's a series of questions. What is it that I have to learn? What is it that I have to try? What is it that I have to refine? And what is it that I have to evaluate to be able to get to whatever it is that I want? So those are the questions that I ask myself at 4.30 in the morning. And then I meditate on that. I meditate on that for about... Uh, 45 minutes. And then what, let me go back even the night before. So the night before I put on something inspiring. I put on something as again, I'm reprogramming my subconscious. I put on something inspiring, something motivational in the sense that I may listen to uh, Earl Nightingale. Have you ever heard of Earl Nightingale? I may put on some Earl Nightingale. He's just this uh, radio gentleman from years ago. And he just talks about philosophy and how to better yourself and the haves and the have nots what is it that you're put on this earth to do? So I'll listen to that the night before. And then in the morning, I'll meditate on those four questions that I ask myself. And then after that, I'll get up and I will um, usually read, read for about a half an hour. Keep in mind, I'm up at 4.30. Read for about a half an hour. I'll read something on health and wellness. I'll read something on plant-based living. I'll read something on something that will educate myself. And then that is how I start my day. Start my day off with something positive or maybe something positive. I'll put on another something motivational again. And then I start my day off with that. And then the rest of the day kind of dictates it from there. Uh, as far as my intermittent fasting is concerned, my intermittent fasting, I go 12 hours. I try to go at least 12 hours without eating, right? So I know you read my book, so the circadian rhythm, and I've heard you talk about the circadian rhythm before. So I try to stay in line with the circadian rhythm in the sense that when the sun's coming up, I'll, I'll 
eat something very, very light. So the sun's not up in the morning time. It's still coming up. It's still, it hasn't reached its peak yet. So it's the same thing for your body. Your body wants something really, really light in the morning. So I either get a, a juice, a vegetable juice in the morning at about eight in the morning. And then at about 10 o'clock, I will have a big fruit bowl, giant fruit bowl uh, filled with, you know, berries, strawberries, uh, whatever I want to put in there, oranges. Uh, that is my mid-afternoon snack. So then when 12 o'clock comes or when the afternoon comes, that's when the sun's at its peak, right? Your body operates the same way. So that's when I have my heavier meal. I'll have, uh, you know, all of my uh, non-starchies. Well, I call it uh, water-poor food versus water-rich food. So I have a lot of water-rich foods and I have a lot of water-poor foods at uh, lunchtime because that's the biggest meal of the day. Right. And then at evening time, I will taper that down and have another light meal, which is uh, because the sun's going down uh, a salad type, some type of salad or soup, something really light at dinner time. And then again, I try to do 12 hours in between. Eating. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I, I love your how you start your day with meditation but it's uh, meditation with purpose. You know, you're also very focused in your meditation practice. That's beautiful. Well, Kelly, this has been fantastic. You've had some really valuable, practical information. You're an inspiration to so many people. I would love for you to let us know where listeners can connect with you and what products and services do you offer? Uh, Instagram, I'm a lot on Instagram. Instagram and LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I'm under Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, Gilberry, C-H-N for Certified Holistic Nutritionist. Kelly Gilberry, Certified Holistic Nutritionist. And on Instagram, it's one determined vegan, but it's one underscore determined underscore vegan, right? So one determined vegan, or you can find me at onedeterminedvegan.com. Uh, my products and services are, of course, the book. The book is getting ready to come out in two weeks uh, when that comes out. And then after the book, that is my services. So right now I'm still doing one-on-one coaching. I'm getting ready to end my one-on-one uh, coaching and go into a, I'm building a group coaching program. That group coaching program is called Plant Fit. So group coaching program where it's going to be 12 weeks or three months. So uh, you hear me talk, right? <laughs> but you hear me talk, but it's also, it's a course, it's a curriculum that I'm designing to be able to take someone from what I did and simply use those techniques and those philosophies to be able to transform their own health. And it's a, literally an entire course, a 12 week course on that. It's called Plant Fit. So that's coming soon. So, but right now I'm doing my one-on-one coaching and again, that's getting ready to end. I'm getting ready to end my one-on-one coaching and go strictly to group coaching. All right. Well, it sounds like there'll be plenty of opportunities. People can pick up your book. They can look into the group coaching, but there's definitely several different ways that people can connect with you and learn from you and your experiences and your wisdom. So Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for everything that you're doing and the messages and the empowerment that you're putting out into the world because you are creating a ripple effect. So just like your mom told you, you have this ability, you're using it, you're spreading it, you're living your purpose. And I appreciate you so much. So thank you so much for being a guest on Veggie Doctor Radio. And I hope that you have a very plantastic day. Thanks for having me. Hey, veggie lover, I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.